Hello and welcome to The Sewing Room, episode 10, recorded on July the 8th, brought to you by Bishy Barnabas Patterns and me, your host, Vicky Hibbins. Today I'm going to do things in a slightly different order than I usually do and start with what I've been sewing in my sewing room and then finish with Bishy Barnababe's news at the end. And what I've been sewing recently is some strike-off fabric by Second Star Fabrics. I've only recently discovered about strike-offs and actually custom fabric in general. Um, I've only been sewing with knits a short time and as I said previously, I would think about going into shops and getting my fabric fabric, and then discovering that there's not a great variety in our local shops anyway here in Norwich that sell really nice knit fabric and nice patterned fabric. And then I discovered that most exciting fabric is happening in Facebook groups and online shops and things like that. And discovered that there was this great fabric that was specially designed, unusual designs, things that you couldn't get elsewhere that you could order in advance and they would print up just the amount of fabric that people wanted. And as I said, various different Facebook groups where this is going on. So I joined a couple of custom knit fabric um, Facebook groups that are supplying to the UK. I have brought some knit from the, the States, but obviously I have to pay shipping and potentially customs. So for me, it's a lot better if I can get the things directly from the UK. So one of the groups that I joined was the Second Star Fabrics Facebook group and saw that they were having a strike-off um, they were wanting new people to sew their strike-offs. If you haven't heard of what a strike-off is, and as I said until recently, I didn't know what it was either, when the designers have designed their new fabric, and obviously that's all done probably on a computer, possibly by hand and then put in the computer, but I think nowadays most things are done on the computer, they have a sample of the fabric printed, obviously to check quality, colours and make sure they're happy with it. And that sample then gets given to people to sew an item so that the items can be promoted on Facebook and encourage people to sign up and pre-order the fabric. Because these designers and these are usually small um, work-at-home mums or other people working from their home doing these custom fabrics, they are not able to have huge quantities just sitting around in case at some point somebody wants to order them. Very different than the large online fabric shops that obviously have warehouses and can stock huge quantities of fabric. These people are working usually from their homes and so they ask for people to pre-order the, the fabric, pay up front and then they are able to just order the exact amount that they need or sometimes just a little bit extra in case anybody wants some extra on their website, just the amount they need from the suppliers who are printing the fabric. And these samples come and they're called strike-offs. Don't ask me why, there's probably a reason for it. And if anybody can fill me in on the way that it got its name, let me know. Post a comment on the on the podcast episode of my on my website or um, comment in the Facebook group, the Bishy Barnababes group, if you happen to know how it gets its name. I'm not too worried. I was more worried about applying to be able to get some of this fabric in order to to test it and to make something to to promote on Facebook. 
So the second star fabrics, they had a a call not for testers, and I've talked about tester calls before, but a call for people to sew strike-offs. You had to post a photo of something that you had sewn recently with knits that you were happy with. And I posted a photo of my daughter in the ice cream dress that I talked about on one of the previous podcasts. I'll put a link through to that if you're interested in seeing that photo and more about the pattern and things that I used for that dress. I was very pleased with the photo that I had and just posted that and just waited to see. And I was so excited when I got a message saying that, yes, they would like me to sew in the round five strike off. It take, took ages from when I was accepted until the fabric finally arrived. So you have to be very patient while you're waiting for the fabric to come. And then it was a really big rush once it had arrived. Unfortunately, on this particular round, the fabric had got stuck somewhere. I'm not sure whether it was with customs or whether the delivery company, but basically they knew that the fabric was in the country, all ready to be able to be delivered, and still it sat there. And obviously, the people who run these pre-orders for the custom fabric, they have deadlines to work to, um, a particular week already set aside when the the items will be promoted and when you can place your pre-order. And it turned out that they had to open the pre-orders on the day that the fabric was actually being sent out to those of us who were sewing the strike-offs. So the fabric came and I needed to get going on it as soon as possible. Normally, there's about a week window that you can use for sewing. Um, In this particular case, I was able to get mine sewn within 24 hours of it arriving, washing the fabric, and then the next day I was able to get making it. I had a fat half to work with, so that's half a metre, but rather than the a the half a meter just being cut off the bolt a meter is cut and then it's cut in half the other way so you get a shorter fatter rectangle rather than a long thin rectangle which when you're making clothes for a four-year-old means that you have a lot more options of what to work with because you've got slightly deeper fabric I had already decided what I actually wanted to make with this fabric when it arrived and the fabric that I have is an amazing butterfly fabric On the website, not the website, sorry, on the Facebook group, for those of us who were sewing up these strike-offs in round five, we were shown previously all the different fabrics that were available and were able to comment on which ones we liked. There were several that I could have chosen and I put down the ones that I particularly liked. For me, obviously, I'm sewing for a girl, so I was looking at the, the girly fabric in particular. There was also Halloween fabric. Um, I don't celebrate Halloween, so that wasn't a fabric that I wanted to choose. And there was some lovely um, boy fabric as well, um, dinosaurs and things like that. So I think it was dinosaurs or perhaps that was a previous one. I can't remember. I'm really sorry. Anyway, have a little look. I will put the links to the the current ordering and you will be able to see for yourself all the different ones. But I know that there were several that I really liked that would have suited Bryony really well. And I was really pleased when I got allocated the butterflies. It has got various different size butterflies and lovely swirls and very fluid movements on it. All sorts of gorgeous pinks, purples, kind of plum purples, 
lilacs, all the way through to reds and corals in there as well. So it's a fabric that coordinates with loads and loads of different solids. One of the problems, obviously, when you sew sew strike-offs is that the fabric arrives and you need to get going on it straight away. So it's not possible to then want to order fabric that will coordinate perfectly. And it's also very difficult to order solids online and know exactly whether it's going to, to work with a particular fabric or not. The great thing about this butterfly fabric is there's so many colours in it in the in the pink to purple hue range that you are bound to find something if you've got purple or pink fabric it will coordinate with it and I had a lovely aubergine fabric that I'd previously bought just because I like the colour of it um, online and that worked perfectly with it so having decided um sorry, having chosen the the butterflies and that having arrived, obviously I needed to choose a pattern that I could work with in order to make something for Bryony. I wanted to use something that would not only showcase the fabric, but also because I'm going to be promoting it, I wanted it to also showcase some things to do with my pattern making company and Bishibana Babes. And as yet, I haven't created any knit fabric patterns but the free motion applique works fantastically on knit fabric. And so I decided to do a butterfly free motion applique. I have added the pattern for the butterfly. Whether you order this fabric or not, um, it would still be a great um, applique to use on your items, whether they're knit or woven. And I have added that to the Bishibana Bay's Patterns Facebook group into the files there. So if you're not already a member, then I suggest you head on over there so that you can get that butterfly pattern for free and ask to join the Bishy Barnabas Facebook group. And I'll put a link to that group in the show notes. And also, if you're new to Free Motion Applique, you might also want to join the Bishy Barnabas newsletter, which you can... um, do on the website and I'm not sure I don't know if I can even put a link of how to subscribe in the show notes but if you head over to the Bishibana Babes website there is a link on the front page and at the bottom of that that I think is at the bottom of every page of how to join the newsletter and once you've joined you will get links to a 23 page free motion applique um, tutorial and also you'll get the Dudley the dinosaur pattern as well there for free if you'd like another applique pattern free motion applique is great obviously the butterfly that is available in the facebook group could also be done with other methods of applique and works great with really nice pattern fabric and i've also put in the pattern some suggestions of where you could sew to put detail on the butterfly or you could just use print pattern fabric and let that have the detail and not actually add any extra sewing detail so that's available in the Facebook group. Going back to the pattern that I then chose, I had previously made the boo sleeve skater dress and I'd made a My Little Pony version last time, which I talk about in a previous episode. So I'm not going to um, talk about that pattern today because I did a pattern review in one of the other episodes, but it worked great for for this dress so that I could do a plain bodice and I did that in the aubergine fabric and then appliqued a butterfly on the front using the butterfly fabric. I added the flutter sleeves to it obviously with the idea of being butterfly I thought it'd be much nicer to have the butterflies the flutter sleeves for the butterfly than any of the other sleeve versions that's available. 
This time I did actually make it in a size six. My daughter is only four and is actually very much an average size four. She has multiple food intolerances and every six months to a year we have to see a dietitian at the hospital and she gets her weight and height tracked and she's usually between the 50th and 75th centile for both weight and height. So a very typical size four-year-old. But having made another age five one recently, and it was a tiny bit small, I decided to go with the age six. And it does, it fits a great, um, nicely just below the knees. So there's got growing room as far as length and a little bit of growing room as far as width. I do want her to be able to wear it for more than one season if possible. So the age six was much better for her. Obviously, with any PDF sewing pattern, or actually any sewing pattern in general, it's really a good idea to make sure that you measure your child and look at the measurements on the pattern and not just go with whatever size your child normally has in ready-to-wear clothes or even in PDF patterns because each designer has their own measurements for the different ages. Um, And in this case, as I said, she's four, but I've been using the age six pattern. I was really pleased with how it turned out. We were able to do a very quick photo shoot in between it, tipping it down with rain, me getting the item finished. And as I said, I had a morning to sew it because it was rather a big rush to to get everything promoted um, due to the, the time constraints. And we were also taking part in the Norwich Lord Mayor's procession and we had to be there that afternoon. So there was this little tiny window to get the photos taken. And then when we got back from the procession, I was able to get those photos photos finished and loaded onto the different sewing groups and things like that. So perhaps not the bestest photos that I've taken. I don't even know if that's a real word, but it does mean that I was able to to get going on what I needed to get done and get that promoted. And she loves her butterfly dress. I really like it too. And so that's a win-win in, in my books. I had some spare fabric left over, not very much, just some odd triangles from where I had cut the curved um, section of the skirt and wanted to use as much fabric as I could to make as many items as I could. So I used some of that um, fabric to make some socks. I had previously bought the Wolf and Tree Abbey Socks back when it was on sale, probably around Christmas time, probably a New Year sale or a Christmas sale, something like that, because I'd seen them and thought they looked a great idea and a great way to use up small scraps of fabric. And up until now, I hadn't even got as far as making any with that pattern. So decided to make the the short um, bobby socks with with the pattern, making the main part of the sock in the aubergine knit, which I have plenty of, and then just the top band section in the butterfly fabric, which I have less of. I do have a photo of my daughter wearing the socks, which I will be adding along with the show notes for this episode, and my daughter hates them. She doesn't want us to give them away to one of her friends, but she hates the seams. And I'm really not sure what I can do about that. So it might just be that, unfortunately, she doesn't get to have socks made out of this pattern. Um, I managed to take two photos of her in the socks and take a picture of her feet. One of them, her toes are all curled up and I had to ask, please just put your feet flat. I just need to take a photo. And literally, I got the second photo done with her feet flat and then the socks came straight off. Um, Not even sure whether I might be able to adapt them into socks for one of her dolls. 
might have to go down that route or something like that because she will not be wearing these socks, unfortunately, which is a real shame because I just thought, oh, wouldn't it be nice? We have the nice butterfly dress. I also made her a pair of knee-length shorts in the aubergine fabric from the the Charlotte Leggings pattern, the Layla Jane pattern. Again, I've reviewed that on a previous podcast, so could link back to that. So made those to go under it. I'm thinking I have a really nice ensemble together, but it will not have socks in it, unfortunately. The rest of the fabric, and I still have some left, I decided that I was going to make a headband and make a butterfly headband to go with the dress. As part of the um, preparations for the procession that I was taking part in, we made paper butterflies by getting a square of paper and an oval of paper, concertinaing, folding them up and putting them together with wire to make butterflies um, that we were decorating things with. Bryony had them all over her Um, bike she went on her balance bike because she's only four and we had to walk a very very long way and she did amazingly might even put a photo of her on her all dressed up in the procession on the show notes as well if you'd like to have a little look so we made butterflies of paper and I thought I could actually do something very similar with fabric so cut a square of fabric and an oval of fabric and sewed them and gathered it rather than um, concertinering concertinering it gosh that's a hard word to say I don't think I've ever said that word very often before either so made that headband I have put a detailed tutorial of that on the Bishibana Babes website I will link to that in the show notes too loads of people have seen it in the groups where I have been showing off the fabric for promotion promotional purposes and have had a look at that tutorial and it uses just a small amount of fabric really really quick to do but I think it would be something that would make great gifts for any girls you know and anytime you have odd bits of leftover knit fabric because of the fact that the seams are not enclosed um, I don't think it would work particularly well with any other types of fabric only fabric that wouldn't fray when you cut it but you can see and have a little look at that butterfly headband over on the on the website so these are things that I've been making recently I've made a few other things which I will talk about in an upcoming episode so I will now go on to the product focus for this episode and rather than talk about a a specific product what I would like to talk about is some features that I have on my new sewing machine as you, if you've been following and listening along to the podcast on a previous episode, I got very excited with the arrival of my new sewing machine and cover stitch. And so I've been using this sewing machine now for a month or so, a couple of months. I can't even remember when I got it and absolutely loving it. It's a Janome and there are a few features on it that I I really like and one of them that I just absolutely love. I didn't have it on any of my other machines, even my really expensive Benina and this is one feature that I'm really loving. I will leave that one for a moment though and talk about some of the other features that I that I really like on this machine. Obviously I'm not sure whether it's the same on every Janome but if you are looking to get a new machine then these are some of the things you might particularly be looking out for. One of the things that I really like is that the the part on the machine that you add the bobbin to when you want to wind the bobbin up has blades around the outside of it. When you look down from above it looks a bit like kind of a windmill and there's there's blades in it so you wrap the thread around the bobbin and then just pull it across one of the blades and it cuts it for you. 
which is great because you it makes sure that you have just the right amount wrapped around the bobbin before you then have to wind it on and obviously when you get to the end you can also cut it off at that point as well so I thought that was a nice feature that I haven't seen on any of my other machines the the way that the bobbin gets loaded is also something that is different to any of my others and it's really really easy to do it's a top loading bobbin and you put your bobbin in and then just guide the thread around um, some plastic parts on the, the top of near where the bobbin is. So previously I've always had um, the front loading rather than top loading bobbins and you have to load it into the bobbin case yourself and then fiddle to try and get it into the machine. I have also used top loading machines um, from other people and again there is a particular way of having to kind of manoeuvre and get the thread to go round the the bobbin case and things like that. This is very very different and what I will do is I'll take a photo and put in with the show notes so you can see what I'm talking about. It's actually very very difficult to describe bit. However, my most favourite feature is the how it will cut the threads when you have finished sewing. There is a scissor icon button and once you're finished with whatever sewing you're doing, you literally just press that button and the threads are cut and the needle lifts up and you can take your fabric away. It cuts it nice and close. Um, Fantastic really really love this feature and particularly I love it when I'm doing free motion applique. Previously I would have had to pull the fabric, cut it, particularly if I was changing the area where I was sewing. I do kind of plan in advance where I'm going to go with the stitching to try and avoid cutting as much as possible um, and needing to start in different places so that as much as possible is, is one continuous thread. But obviously there are times when you need to stop stitching in one place and start stitching in another place. And having that feature where you just press the button and it cuts them is fantastic. I don't have to move the fabric at all at that point. Don't have to get my scissors out, just cut it, move the fabric and then start stitching in the new place, which for me really saves time when you've got a lot of different places to start. So that is my favourite feature on it. I'm sure as I use it more and more, there'll be other things that I discover about it as well, but just wanted to share those features with you. The kind of things when sometimes you're looking for a new machine, you don't even know that you want if you've never had it. But I have to say, having had that feature, I would definitely be looking for that again if I was to buy a new machine. So finally, on to Bishibana Babes news. I'm busy working on another pattern. I started it a while back and then stopped while I was working on all the free motion applique, but have decided to carry on with this pattern in preparation for going back to school and changes of seasons and those kind of things. It is another animal pattern, so there is an animal theme to it. I do enjoy making animal type things and I love my daughter wearing them, so it does have an animal type theme to it. And it also can be made in different weight fabric and works great both for summer and winter. So I know those of you in the southern hemisphere will be heading into summer as we are heading into autumn and winter and so I know it can be difficult when patterns come out in a season that's very different to the one that you're about to go into. So the great thing about this pattern is it will work with both so can be made for whatever season you would like. Um, is still in the making the pattern stage. I will be looking for testers in the future 
I would like to say near future, but it will really depend on how quickly I get the pattern finished. Um, if you are interested in testing a pattern for me, if you were to join the Bishibana Babes Patterns Facebook group, I always post a call, a tester call on there before I put it into the general groups. And I also send one out in the newsletter. So if you were to sign up to the newsletter, the downside of the Facebook group is that unless you are regularly posting in a group and checking out a group, Facebook will often not show you posts that have been put on a Facebook group. So just to warn you that if you are only relying on the Bishibana Babes Facebook group for a tester notification, you might miss it. Whereas obviously, if you sign up to the newsletter, that gets emailed to you. And as long as your email address is correct, then that should go to you without a problem. You might occasionally want to check your spam folder if you find that emails don't get through. But obviously, um, I can't help that one with you other than you checking and just making sure that you mark it as not spam. But generally, the emails are much more likely to get to you than you seeing a Facebook post. So again, I'd love to know any comments. If you want to comment about anything from this episode, previous episodes, just get in touch and let me know whether you are enjoying the podcast. Um, I enjoy making it and so I'm going to continue doing it. But I do really appreciate any any feedback that you give and any way to connect with me. And again, either join the Bishibana Base Pattern Group or sign up for the newsletter or both. And until next time, keep sewing, enjoy your sewing room or whatever you get to do your sewing and take care. Bye-bye.